So, welcome to everybody, um, and welcome to our Building Blocks podcast by Pagabo. Today, we're going to talk about social value. And my guests today are Dr. Victoria Johnson, who uh, is a senior research consultant and works as social profit calculator. Uh, Sarah Lawton, the managing director of uh, CIF, the Construction Impact Framework, and Fosia Parveen, who's the group head of social value for ISG. So I'm going to ask them all to, to introduce themselves and, and tell our audience a little bit about themselves and also their organisation, and then we can get straight into our discussion. So I'll start with you, uh, Vicky. Hi, yes, thanks, Gerard. Um, so um, I work for um, an organisation called Social Profit Calculator. Um, we um, primarily are a software development company, so we um, specialise in developing easy to use um, online platforms for measuring, um, evaluating, forecasting social value across a range of sectors. Um, and we also provide consultancy um, work, so we kind of we provide strategy advice and um, also conduct social value assessments, um, again, across a range of different sectors, um, from the third sector organisations to construction companies and um, more recently, um, investors um, with um, portfolios that they're looking to understand the social value of the portfolios that they're investing in. So, for example, social housing or um, uh, hospitals um, and so on and so forth. That's great. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Vicky. Um, Fosia, do you want to tell us yes. a little bit about yourself, please, and your company? Yeah, sure. Um, hello, Gerard, and welcome. Um, good to be on the, on the call. Um, so, yeah, I'm Fosia Parveen. I'm Group Head of Social Value, and we're um, a global fit-out construction um, company um, based right across the world, but most of our work is based predominantly across the UK. Um, getting involved with lots of construction, fit out, retail and engineering services um, projects across the UK and of course a lot of them have a lot of social value um, tied into them and obviously being part of this discussion will be really useful to sort of share what we're doing. That's great, thank you very much Fosia and uh, last but not least Sarah, Sarah Lawson. Morning everyone, nice to see you. So my name is Sarah Lawson and I'm the director of construction impact framework. So I had 27 experience in the public sector delivering frontline public sector services. Um, as, a, as a director of SIS, we bring with us a unique understanding of poverty and its effects on communities. That led us to developing a framework that was all about delivering social impact and tackling deprivation through the power of social performance. That's great, sir. And 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 in the in the introduction, in our planning in the green room, you you, you actually said you, you you had a particular title somebody called you. Do you want to want to share that with us, Sarah? I did. I was actually speaking to somebody from Canada yesterday via a, a Google meeting, and they said, "Oh, you're that grassroots social impact crusader." And I was like, "Amazing!" <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Slash Root Social Impact uh, Crusader is the rumour that's circulating in Canada at the moment. That's a, a crusader. So, so do you have a cape, do you, or anything like that? Or are you, are you... No, no, I'm normally accompanied by my uh, office dog, Vince. Your office dog? 
Oh, yeah. yeah, me and Vince <laughs> trying to change the world through him. <laughs> That's good. So, okay. So, look, so we've got a great panel this morning. So thanks a lot for everybody for joining us. Um, and we're going to talk about social value. So I've, I've got a number of sort of questions for you all. But let's just start. I suppose we're all in the construction sector. You know, we, we work in that sector. That's really important. I'm, I'm, I'll just start by saying, look, what value does social value have in our setting, in construction? You know, what, what, what is the real benefit of it, the impact, and, and what should we be thinking about? So uh, I'll start with you, Fosia. Yeah, thank you, Gerard. Um, well, I think it's really important. Um, you know, wherever we are going into, into a, a, an area, obviously there is communities around that area, there are local people in that area, there's local stakeholders. And as a construction company, I'm keen to ensure that wherever we go and, and build um, our work or where we're working, we make sure we take into account what's happening happening locally and what's happening around that development where we're going into because it's because we have to understand that it's going to affect people in various different ways and if we don't go in and, and, and meet those people get to know those people who they are what their interests are with that area we are going to have it harder down the line so we I feel that ISG need to you know we've got this um, piece of work that we do called the appreciative inquiry piece of work and what we do is before we go into um an area that we we want an area for to go and build on we will go and do some research in that area look at look at the key stakeholders in the area find a little bit more about those people those communities the local schools um talk to the local council etc and get a real picture of that area and then work with the local communities to help support them as we're there in that development. So for us, I think it's one of those areas that is growing in terms of social value. You know, it's an area that's becoming increasingly important through public procurement, et cetera. So if we as a private company can think about that on the offset, you know, it helps us to sort of have a better relationship with people that we're working with in the area. Yeah, so, I mean, that, that's, that's, that's a really good, uh, really good review. I like the... Uh, the piece of work you do beforehand because that helps you set a lot of the objectives you want to try and achieve and and then it allows you sort of the opportunity to measure it so you know obviously most construction projects are are big and they have a lasting impact in in, in the community they are whether they are schools hospitals or, or public public realms so that, that's really that's really good so, so so just following on from that vicky in terms of in terms of your experience then when when people set targets a bit like uh Fosier has mentioned there what 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 value do you see after that in terms of measuring it and and how do you think you know the construction setting uh needs to reflect that well um i suppose yes there's 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 three let's you know, there's three sectors or there's, there's three kind of um stages of of sort of social value process really um the forecasting of what you think it might achieve um from the start um, and then the monitoring against the targets as you're actually doing the build and you're doing that construction phase and then into the post-construction phase. And then at the end, you've got the evaluative phase where you are looking at what you've achieved, um, how the programme performed against those targets. Um, and then also using that as a way of kind of proving and improving on what, what, what's been, um, you know, what was set out in the initial strategy um, and how, you know, the organisation can then improve going forward. I mean, 
the I suppose the central thing is that um, what we know is that when organisations think about social value at at the part at the really really you know early big part of the the planning process, so you know just as the project's coming into to kind of um, you know, being developed into the kind of inception stage, that's when further down the line you will maximise your social impact. Um, <clears throat> so you know, for example. Um, Fosier was saying about you know going into the community and understanding what those what those um, individuals what those communities actually need um, what they're doing already and how an organisation can support that is really kind of central to that that planning phase uh, <clears throat> and we've you know we've looked we've we've looked at how how you know how the um, where you know at the point at which you start to consider social value um, how you you know how does that lead to the kind of end result, um, you know, maximization of social impact at the end of the, the project. And, you know, the earlier you do it, the better, the more, um, you know, the, the, the basic, the maximum impact you, you can, can achieve. Um, I mean, the challenge with, with that is then making sure that at the start, you are um, starting to kind of collect information in the right units that we can then kind of transfer into something that is measurable. So looking at those KPIs, identifying those KPIs early on, working with those communities in a uh, stakeholder engagement um, process and identifying those KPIs so that it's not only, you know, you are in a position where you're achieving the change that you think you are um, and in capturing that, that, um, that value and, and then being able to report against it. Yeah, no, that's great. So, so I suppose, Vicky, you 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 come across a lot of companies' policies. Mm -hmm. You you in fact write them, you help them write them, mm -hmm. and you see the work they're doing. Do you have you seen a, a move away from probably boilerplate responses to to some real authenticity occurring? Yes, I mean it, it's um, it's an interesting question. I think often when um, yeah, when we're sort of working with. You know, we we do a lot. Of, we do a range of different types of work. So sometimes we're sort of helping organisations put together a social value strategy for a tender, for example. Um, and it's you know sometimes we get an organisation that's doing a lot. They didn't even realise that they had. You know, they were actually creating a lot of social value through employing primarily um, local people by providing a lot of apprenticeships, a lot of work experience opportunities. Never recorded it. Um, and then you have organisations that that um, haven't really even considered the term social value didn't even know what it was until they suddenly had to sort of address it in a this you know in a tender um and um are really struggling um to even kind of see what their organization is doing um almost don't really understand the point of the questions that we're asking um and so you know there's it's when we were sort of working in those situations often that you know as you can imagine when you're working on tenders often they're quite tight deadlines so there's a limit to what we can do but i'm you know i think by Asking organisations to consider this and it becoming more important within the scoring, uh, within the scoring of a tender, um, is certainly pushing them in the right direction. However, I totally agree with the idea that um, that it's not, in in some circumstances, um, it's really sort of a tick box exercise. You know, this is what we, we need to do this. So you know, what what's the bare minimum we need to do? Um, I think it, it's you know it's, it's it's like any kind of diffusion of ideas you've got the front runners who are really innovative and um for for whatever reason you know predominantly from a leadership perspective there's there's someone in that that leadership leadership position who really values um and sees the importance of creating you know 
impact beyond just the kind of economic financial returns um and that that's really central um and then you've got sort of other organizations which perhaps hadn't considered it so it in some ways we're kind of we're really quite at the early stages of a culture shift um and i think you know one of the things that you were talking about sort of standardization of, of methodologies i think that would certainly help um there are guidelines um and you know different different frameworks but i think a consistent um approach to um social impact reporting would 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 be definitely um a really positive step um what you know one other thing which i, I also briefly, briefly touched on is that we are working with um particularly with, with the dft at the moment looking at how they're integrating social value into um their web tag um which is the kind of the the, the, the investment critical um investment appraisal guidelines that 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 they have for um, big infrastructure projects or anything to do with transport and um it's interesting that there's a kind of a willingness or a kind of to integrate and start using social value within that framework however you're coming up against really quite um institutionalized um um organization you know and people for example the economists who are actually doing these web tag analyses that that it doesn't sit very well with the way that they do cost-benefit analysis the methodologies they're using for valuations um don't sit well with the kind of very sort of um um standard um economic practice so there's a real struggle there so it's um it's partly a kind of culture shift in understanding why it's important and then also at the other level is kind of changing the institutional um the institutions that existed for you know conducting government appraisal um and and i think from that you know once you hit those two levels i think you'll have a bit of a um sort of critical point where we will be able to to have a wider impact and uh, and perhaps also have a more widely accepted standardized method of, of measuring okay uh, uh, that that's brought up a couple of questions which i'd like to ask sarah really so 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 yeah sarah procurement now you are a framework provider so you clients talk to you they, they get you to work on projects and you work with your supply chain what you know how, how how do you question the suppliers how do you ensure that there is the authenticity that you refer to you know um how are you making sure that procuring for value is included in the work you do so i think the first point of our call for us to procuring for value starts with the client actually because Value-based procurement is critical to deliver any type of social value or whole life cycle value. So at the point of procuring, the public sector has to be understand what value-based is and, it, and it's not cheap. And in terms of the wider picture of social value, if you procure cheaply, there's a, there's a saying in Liverpool, buy cheap, buy twice. So that, that's the first warning. But actually, it's the wider social implications. So if you're driving down a contractor's costs, how does that feed into the supply chain? Are you feeding into modern day slavery? Are you unaware of the impacts of that? So it has to start with the public sector wholly understanding that value-based procurement has got to replace cheapest price. So our first starting point is also is always with the public sector and um, then we'll move on to our supply partners and, and we have the conversations around social value and we, we've got a lot of SMEs on our framework 
And they often do things which they consider going the extra mile, but actually some of that is caught up in social value. Some of the things we've done with our supply partners is we've worked with organisations like Social Value UK, we've we've uh, delivered workshops, we talk to them about what impact is, we talk to them how they can derive their own social value. Um, we find that resource and capacity is a real issue for the smaller businesses. So to capture, record and understand if there's a, there's a training need, um, there's a cost associated to that. So what we do as a framework is we take responsibility for that. So in terms of how we derive social value, which is quite innovative, we take a proportion of our profits as a framework. We then commission the third sector to deliver community intervention and prevention projects that impact on public sector priorities, domestic violence, homelessness, youth antisocial behaviour. We will then measure that impact and work with social value partners to measure that impact. But then what we will do is we do that in the knowledge that investing our money in those areas and with those grassroots community organisations has an impact on the most socially excluded from society. That relieves the pressure on frontline public sector services. So the investments that we make, large or small, continue to save the public sector money down the line. But more importantly, they deliver valuable services across communities that make communities healthier, healthier, safer, stronger, economically active. So value-based procurement is, I personally have come to, to accept and that some of our supply partners won't do it. They either haven't got capacity, time or money, or actually they're not authentic about it. So as a framework, um, and you go back to the Crusader, we are constantly calling for ethical and responsible commissioning from the public sector. We are constantly, you know, trying to rally our supply partners. We will put on workshops for social, uh, work with social value partners. We share our social value and impact stories. So we do whatever we can, but I would say it's been a very challenging journey for us because we are in that transition where we are, we are trying to create something new. We are trying to create an a, a, a industry and trying to push it down the road to social thinking. But within that, there is real opportunity for construct, the construction industry to grasp this and actually be pioneers themselves. And I think that is so beneficial to the construction industry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, 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 mean, I think everything you're saying is, is absolutely valid there. I mean, the, the, the bringing it into the procurement and, and starting with the client and getting them to understand it is, 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 is absolutely vital. Um, so two, two final questions. Let's just, I, I want to just get, a view from Fosia on, on what's happened during lockdown. And then I'm going to ask you all to just give me uh, a 30 second uh, view of what you think social value in the future might look like. So it gives you, if you give Sarah and Vicky the chance to think about that. So, but Fosia, just give us a little bit of a, an insight into lockdown, please. Yeah, it's been a, yeah, I mean, it's been obviously a new way of working for a lot of people and not just us. Um, yeah, the public sector, the communities, the schools, um, all our clients that we're working with, our stakeholders. And with this new way of working, you know, everything seems to be more digitalised. We're doing a lot more Zoom calls. We're doing lots more Microsoft Teams. And there's still projects that we're working on. There's still targets to, be, to, deli to deliver. For, so for me, within ISG, it was about looking at 
how can we continue to support our, our communities by delivering those targets that were going to actually still be impactful and meaningful? So we looked just recently, actually, we just turned um, a project, uh, an idea into a virtual idea and we set up a virtual work experience programme. Um, and we partnered with um, an organisation called Speakers for Schools, who have got some great links with schools across the UK. But we focused on um, some targets that we had to deliver on some of our London project. And we, we, we partnered with this great organisation, Speakers, Speakers for Schools, and who managed to get us, um, I think it was over 21 young people from the designated areas um, that we wanted to hit, like there was some Hackney and some Westminster students that we wanted to be part of those um, projects that we, we've, we've got in those areas. And we had 21 young people that took part in a virtual work experience over a week. And they got to know a bit about the industry, a bit of talking heads of different business units coming on the, on the call to talk about their journeys into the construction industry and what their jobs were about. Um, the young people giving their feedback as to you know their thoughts on on the individuals and it was just an, a really interesting innovative way of working with these young people um which actually you know towards the end of the week the kids didn't want to come off the calls they wanted to carry on it was it was you know we we really grasped them we really engaged with them and it, in some ways it was making us learn from the younger people because the younger people are so it savvy you know and then it was like we had like you know we had our construction site manager talking to them about his role and what he does on site and 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 there was you know they were teaching him on how there's different types of apps and this and that and it was really interesting and so we've, we're looking at virtual programs and changing things around into a virtual setting but making sure that this work experience for young people can be translated into opportunities for different client groups like women who are returning back to work you know giving them employability training sessions virtually how can we support um, ex-military people how can we support people with disabilities how can we have experience virtual experiences for ex-offenders for example and how we bring them into our fold so it's about looking at what we've done here how successful that has been and how we can turn that around to helping other client groups brilliant i mean that's a great insight into lockdown i mean i think we've all it's all changed every you know, all of us have changed the way we work and it, it's good to see that social value has continued through throughout that so we're going to wrap up in a second so you know very quickly or each of you um what does the future of social value look like i'll start with vicky yeah so this i think the future of social value is is very bright in the sense that you know with with what with the current economic downturn as a result of the pandemic um you know we're not in a recovery any recovery it's going to have to really demonstrate that um every pound spent of public money is really going to create a really kind of you know quite a lot of, of impact social impact environmental impact and so on i mean the two things that you know that are critical in all of this is that the levels of inequality which are going to inevitably increase in an economic downturn how they how that can be addressed with public spending but also um the the kind of the the, the other issue of climate change which you know we've only got 30 years before we you know in theory are supposed to have decarbonized our economies so we can't we can't go back to how things were before this this really has to become central to all decision making so i think it's a bright future and um and i think it's going to be it's going to be challenging to start off with but i i i feel confident that 
that there is a, a lot of potential for um, its wide adoption. Uh, fantastic. Sarah, 30 seconds. For me, I think social value needs to be redefined and clarified. At the moment, the space is so grey. It allows for rogues to make claim to social value, over-calculation, things that are good but aren't necessarily social value are, are thrown in there. So I think for social value to thrive, we need to define it. We need to come together and say, this is great stuff. We need to set the standards you're talking about, Jared, and we need to challenge. We also need to challenge when people aren't being authentic and honest. So we need to, we need to be the people to strengthen social value and you know champion that cause and make people authentic because we need to lead the way in that. Brilliant. So yet? Yeah, I think I totally agree with um, Sarah in terms of making sure we clarify what social value actually is. Completely agree with Sarah on that. And I do um, agree with Victoria, the you know, it is the future of social value is bright. But more importantly, social value isn't going to go away. It's even more important now with the lockdown that we've had, it's going to be coming ever increasingly important now moving forward. And we need to make sure we grasp that and support our communities in, in which we serve. Fantastic. So, uh, so this ends the podcast. I just want to—I want to thank all my guests. You've been fantastic. Um, it, it, we've learned a lot. You've covered a lot of areas, and I think there's some real good takeaway points there. The 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 investment we're going to have to put into the economy is going to be extremely high and very important. So, the getting getting the value for money from every pound is vital, and I think the points have been made today. Authenticity, and I, and I think I think the points about standards are really there, and I think. If we can, if we can achieve all of that, it will really help improve our sector and improve the 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 uh, the, the the social community really. So, you know, I, I always have this sort of vision really. If we can do if we can do things better, we can do better things, and I think that's 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 where it is. So, thanks a lot, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your day, and 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 to the audience, you know, thanks for listening. <laughs>